Mix Radio Podcast with Bizzle B, Jay Boogie, Mix Radio, Mix Radio. They want to know. Your host, Bizzle B. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Bizzle B, Mix Radio BK Podcast. I am here again. Happy New Year, everybody. I got some guests in the house. You know how I do. You know I never come alone. And I always give y'all some resources, some information. You know how it is with today. It's going to be today's hype. It's going to be nothing but hypeness today. What? Pure vibes today because, you know, we got that whole R. Kelly scandal. We got a lot of things going on, the government shutdown. We got so many things to talk about today. And, of course, I got my guest speakers in the house. But before I do anything, y'all know, y'all know I love the music. Y'all know how I get down. So I'm going to, you know, throw some love today in the music. And then we'll be back with my guest speaker and some hot topics. Let me talk to him. I guess you know you made it when they start talking about you, right? <laughs> Welcome to fame. Yeah. Y'all don't pay me no mind. Gotta get some stuff off my chest. I'm listen. Young, energetic, famous, but don't really sweat it. Rich enough, fairly hot. So basically, sex is not difficult to get. That ain't my fault, no, no Listen And just cause I might take advantage once or twice People tell me I'm not right Thinking that sex runs my life But that just ain't it So let me clear it up for those Who have obviously misread the code Listen to me now No, no, no Sexuality never been tangible. 
I know that topic is kind of deep right now. You know, I'm addicted to sex because, you know, right now with this whole R. Kelly scandal and these churches, is that's a deep topic. But before I get into it, I want to introduce some people in the house. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, people? How you doing? How you doing? Thank you for having me. Hola. Hello, everyone. I'm Nicole Sharp. I am the founder of the Heather Hurley Foundation for the Prevention of Domestic Violence. Yeah, yeah. That's me, Dion Davis, CEO, owner of Darker Shade of Ebony, all natural beauty products for men, women, everybody, taking care of the best parts of our bodies. <laughs> you know, I, I like to bring in the youth, of course, because, you know, I ain't going to tell my age, but Jay Morris, you know, um, I met Jay doing, I think, um, I was here doing a video shoot with Kevin. Kev. Kev, yeah, and that's how I met you, and then you was telling your story, um, I think when Kev was interviewing you, but you got a lot going on, and I went to your play, which I love it, it's like me, love me, love you, man, listen. I'm glad I took my daughter to this play. I hope she pay attention, but I'm going to take her again. Uh, you touched some. You was the villain. You was the bad boy. You was good. Like, Nicole Leo, y'all got to see this play. I personally, I love playing the villain, even though that was the first time I've ever played the villain, just because it's totally opposite of who I am as a person. So I... I wanted to, like, when I finally played the villain, I wanted it to be a character that, who I understand, and that, and that makes sense. And he's just not just any villain. He just gets up and do I wanted to have backstory, and uh, his name is Richard. And Rich, he um, he grew up with uh, his parents. His parents, uh, his father being very strict in, in the military, and he always grasped on to his father's every last word of what he said, like his father's way or no other way. So as he's getting older, his parents' marriage are falling apart, and now he's honing all of that in, but he's taking all of that out on his girlfriend. And he's honing all that in, and he's finally putting his hands on her, and it's just it gets really, really ugly. But the message behind it is you have to know what's going on with yourself and knowing who you are to, A, be the woman and not tolerate that, and B, on the man's part, know who you are and know how to handle that type of uh, situations, whether it's it, it's pain that you have locked inside or whatever's going on at home, you have to know how to handle it. So that's what I feel like the, the, the play really touched on. And Rich, yeah, playing Rich was, yeah, it was, it was something. I love Rich. Rich was the bad boy. You know, all the girls love the bad boy. No, some love. Some love the bad boys. So, so writer, producer, director, actor, artist. And how are you going to tell me your age? Like, how old are you? 23. A lot of people think I'm, I, it ranges from the youngest people say I'm like 17, then I get 25. Yeah, they <laughs> black don't crack, you know, that's what it is. So, <laughs> yeah, 23, 23 years old. So I, I remember you telling um, a little story a long time ago about how you used to be as a kid. Like, you gave your mom a hard time. So, what really changed you? Like, you got that aha moment. When, when was that? Aha moment had to be somewhere in high school because um, I was doing bad in school. I uh, I dropped out 
and I stopped going and and the aha moment was really what are you doing with your life like what what exactly are you doing like you say like me personally I I have family or I have uh my my dad he didn't finish uh high school he got his GED and I seen how he was and I'm like and I love my dad to death like I, I want to put this out to my dad I love him to death but it was traits about him that I disliked and I saw in myself. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that. So I dropped out and then the aha moment was when I moved with him and I saw myself on that same path. He was like, just get your GED and do this. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I moved back home with my mom and went back to school. It took me long because I was so far behind, but I, I graduated, um, got my diploma, and really it was uh, finding what I wanted to do, which was acting on music and really sticking to it and doing it. That was the aha moment was, okay, let's do this. This is, this is it. Let's do it. So, yeah, shout out to that. It's, it's definitely rapping. It's, 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 it's a flow. Um, but it's, uh, it would be considered rap, but it's, it's sometimes I want to harmonize. Sometimes I don't want to like rap aggressively on the track or sometimes I don't want to rap at all, but sometimes I do want to sing, even though I'm not a singer, but you know, it's, uh, the harmony, but I've been doing that for, what's this, 2019, 2013 is when I started taking it very, very serious. The end, the beginning of 2013 to the end of 2012 is when I really started taking it serious. the play um i didn't write the play i didn't um i added ad-libs and stuff yeah i contributed a little bit but uh, shanae jenkins she's the sole writer for that like er about everything i didn't have anything to do with the writing of the play but i did assist and direct uh at one point of the play so yeah not to the extreme like, of course, we have uh, had our uh, disputes and our arguments, but not to the point of me putting my hands on a woman. Like, never, never, never that. Because I grew up in a home where I saw that. I saw my mom get, like, you know, you know, her hands, uh, I mean, hands put on her and everything. So I knew that's not what I want. Like, no matter, like, I have to take myself out of the equation before it gets there. If, if it's getting that heated where I feel, okay, let me walk out the room right now. Let's 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 just like end this right here, all right? Cause they doesn't need to be taken to that next step. So oh, yeah, they have, they have. So it's like okay, just grab them and just like hold them, like stop, stop. That's it, just stop or just walk away. That's it. And you don't need to put your hands. I already know I'm stronger than you. I don't need to show that I'm stronger than you. Let me walk away, and you know, and then maybe tomorrow you'll just be like, hey, I'm sorry. And that's what happened. That's what happened all all the time. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 yeah, definitely. Yeah. Gotta give it to you, brother. Because you, you, y'all saw the Bow Wow situation, right? A little bit of it. I just read about it with his ex-girlfriend. Oh, his girlfriend, they had, a, like, an altercation. He's, he's been, I think he's been charged. He had scratches all over his face, like, all over Instagram right now. I just saw a quick glimpse of it. The same girl that, you know, he didn't want to be with, and he went back. Isn't that crazy? You, you dip back. You talk about a person and you dip back. Like that doesn't mentally doesn't make no sense. It's a pattern. They're used to it. That's all. Like they're they're used to 
uh, that person or, you know, whatever happens in the end, you know, I know we'll, we'll be okay because that's my man or that's my woman or she's my ride or die. So you'll, so some people, they, they take that, you know, they take what comes with it, unfortunately. And it's not always the best thing that comes with it, you know, getting your hands put on, like it was never the best, but it's a, they're used to it, you know, unfortunately. I don't think anybody should get used to that ever, ever. Yeah. You're live with Bizzle B.
Well, I have gone to schools and um, spoken so far for um, Domestic Violence Awareness Month and, and throughout the year, but the actual program starts at the end of the month. But I have seen that they do start as young as elementary school, dating, and I do have a, um, two children, two daughters, so they come back and they tell me stories as well, and I see it when I go to their schools and such. So it is never too early to talk to your kids about violence, about um, healthy relationships versus a dysfunctional relationship. It's never too early. Oh, yeah, that, that missed out on that training, because a lot of us ha grew up seeing domestic violence thinking that it's normal. We know it's wrong, but yet at the same time, our bodies, our minds have inculcated it as if it is normal. So we do need training as well to be able to recognize red flags, because we would we're, we're creatures of habit, so we're used to a certain way, even if it's the wrong way. And we, we all, if we're on that path, we all need some type of intervention. So I do believe in adults also getting that type of education as well. Because so adults don't really hold their hands up to that, right? They just kind of like let it happen. Yes, I'm going to chime in. I'm sorry. It definitely does not just mean physical, and I learned that because I was in an emotionally abusive relationship, and I didn't even realize I was in it at the time, you know? So afterwards, and I was like, what is going on here? And because I figured, you know, they weren't putting their hands on me per se, that it wasn't, you know, abuse, but it was, you know, because I realized after the effects that it still had on me. Still has on me, I would say. I'll be honest. Still has on me. But um, 
a lot of people don't realize that. They think, oh, nobody, you know, he's not hitting me. You know, he just says this, he just does that. But no, it's not okay. It's not okay. And they need to understand that there are different uh, types of abuse. And I know, Nicole, you're probably going to say the different types. Yeah, and along those lines, I did do notice, I did notice on January 21st, the Department of Justice just quietly changed their their definition of what uh, domestic violence is. So the previous definition, real quick, is a pattern of abusive behavior in any relationship that is used by one partner to gain or maintain power and control over another intimate partner. Domestic violence can be physical, sexual, emotional, economic, or psychological actions or threats of actions that influence another person. And this includes any behaviors that intimidate, manipulate, humiliate, isolate, frighten, terrorize, coerce, threaten, blame, hurt, injure, or wound someone. That's the previous definition, right? This new definition has a lot more words, which I'm not going to go into. But interestingly enough, it negates all of the types of domestic violence except actual physical. It only talks about physical. So now under our new president, this new definition, you know, my question is how are victims going to be treated now who might not have had any hands put on them, but they have been stalked or they have been um, raped or they have been, you know, emotionally abused, financially abused, you know, I, or is the law going to look at it as an actual um, uh, crime now? You know, so this is something that I'm actually trying to work on. I'm, uh, I'm also sit on the board at the advisory council for the Office for the Prevention of Domestic Violence in Albany. So that's something that I, I want to have a discussion with them about and also the Department of Health. I'm now on the Women's Advisory Board. So we're looking into that because I'm, domestic violence encompasses all of that with that the first definition applied. This new definition is just not um, adequate. This is, this is really deep because um, <laughs> I have a young daughter. Like I said again, I see a lot. I seen a lot too growing up, but you know, you never, you just thought, oh, he love us, you know. And then you see your friend go back with him, and your friend like, what to do? And you give your friend advice, and then they go back. And as you get older, you start to realize. I never really knew about mental abuse, the domestic, the 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 bruising part. Yes, the mental abuse I really didn't know until I was a little older, and how it really affects you. Things that men would say to you, even your own friends. <laughs> no, I always say that silence breeds more violence. So I believe in breaking the silence because I believe that breaking the silence breaks the violence. So to talk about it, the people that perpetuated that violence upon you, they probably can't talk about it or they, they refuse to talk about it. We, they can't. They just refuse to. So that's why it's, it's good to look for platforms like um, Dion and myself. We create platforms for people, for women and men to talk about violence in all its different faces and um and, and th i think that's that's the key way of bring you have to bring it to the table and talk about it because there's a lot of feelings that are pent up that no one ever explored or ever thought that anyone would ever want to listen to them and you could it, you could you would be so surprised to see what a listening ear does just to be able to open up that flower which is you and just release and spill all that toxicity out so that you can be able to grow and heal you know, just talking about it. I think that's like the first step. And it, it's probably, it's very difficult, but it's something that helped me a lot. And I, I also went to see uh, my brother and my sister. We had to, we saw therapists as children and that helped us so much. So I believe in seeking professional help yeah. because professional help is something that is a taboo in our black community. I don't know why we have free services for us through Thrive NYC, 
and you can go and speak to someone who's trained, who actually paid to get an education on how to help you. So seek out professional help at Thrive NYC. That's one of the many places, many, many sources of um, mental health. Mix Radio. Mix Radio. And even as adults, when we meet these new people, you don't know what they're going through. You don't know who they are. Vice versa, you can meet a young lady. You don't know. She could be cuckoo. You don't know. I'm just saying. Com- conversation is very important when we are when we meet people because that's how you learn who they are and that's how you learn what's going on with them. You don't you know, you don't have to per se ask certain questions, but just in speaking to them and, and a, a lot d- these days people don't talk, you know. I meet you, I like you, that's it, we're together. Right. No. Conversation. That's what you need to date this person and get to know them. And just through conversation, you learn a lot and you pick up a lot. You know, they may not even mean to tell you certain things, but just in talking, you know, and then you can learn, okay, red flag or not, or, you know, do I, you know, is this something I want to deal with? Is this something I want to, you know, know more about? So communication is essential in when you're dating before you get into a serious relationship or anything. I agree with that. Um, Communication is essential in, in before you're dating, while you're dating, like, it's essential like when you're married you it communication is key because like you said you learn so much about what they say and what they don't say how they respond how they don't respond their body language with everything and it's small things like okay that's a red flag or okay uh i i sent something when i when you, you made a face when i made this when i brought this up like you can sense it so i believe communication is with like you said like it's it with everything because you you're you're allowing that person to express themselves and i remember I w- i'm dating this uh young lady and she's always uh annoyed when she cries like when we have these conversations and she cries i'm like why are you annoyed like i want you to cry i want you to express yourself i want you to get everything out and she's Oh, she's she just feels like you know it, it, it's a burden. I'm like, no, it's not a burden it, it, at all. Like, I want you to express yourself. I want because mm-hmm. I want to do the same thing to you. Like, I want to express myself. I want to feel comfortable when it's time for me to open up. I want to know. Okay, I have a listening ear. I have somebody who's not just gonna look at me like, oh, here we go. They're crying again. Like nobody wants that. So I know people people want and people need to someone to talk to or somebody to just understand or somebody to just be like, okay, I get it. I get it. And they don't have to say anything at all, but I know I can let everything out and feel comfortable. Exactly. 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 And that's who I always, that's, that's who I always want to be. I want to be that person and I want and whoever I'm dating to be uh, that person. Because this whole social media has taken over, as you can see. There's no longer dating you, you want to date, you want to ask her out and take her to dinner and stuff like that. It's more like, can I come to your house? <laughs> you don't even know who I am. I can have my goons in the back waiting for you, come through the door, you know, because you look sharp and you're like, oh, so you want to sleep with me and then we rob you. Then what? I feel like people, social media, it's, it's allowing people to let their guards down in, in a way and not, oh, he, he, he or she, they're pretty, they, they look presentable. Right. I trust them. Uh, 
can I come see you? I was like, come to my house. Like, what? You, you didn't even go out. Like, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. I don't like. I don't want you at my house. You know, it's not. So yeah, it's. it's I always tell the young brothers, I said, be careful because you don't know if she's setting you up. Because you on social media, you look hot, you look nice, you drive a nice car, you traveling. She could be setting you up. Like, yo, I want that. So you also, fellas, have fellas, 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 have to be careful who you, you know, I want to come to your house. I want to do this. You don't know her. You don't know anything about her but her pictures. Right. And then on top of it, she got be Armani. <laughs> Mix Radio. Yeah. 
that might be true for my girl to joy. She don't play around, she's like to the point. My girl's like candy, a candy tree. She knocks me high up on my feet. Radio. Mix Radio. Yes, my darling, my sister. Lighten it up a little bit. Yes. I have to go to a committee for that. <laughs> you got your own natural look to dress. Yes. 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 <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. I started my own natural lip line. Um. It came from a selfish need for myself. Honestly, like you know, I was lacking something when I purchased these products and I was like, okay, you know, maybe I need to start to look into making them myself. And in researching some of these products, I realized the amount of chemicals that we were taking in that were in these products, you know, and the lips, you lick your lips all day long. It's the first entry point into your mouth. You were taking in so much of these chemicals. So I said, okay, now my mission wasn't just for me to have, you know, luscious lips, which still is, (laughs) but it was now to make it healthy, you know, because you can be uh, natural and be fashionable. And we have to be more conscious these days about what we're allowing in our bodies because everything is causing some kind of sickness, some kind of illness, and we just have to be aware because they don't care about us. And I'm just going to say they. I'm not going to say who they is, but they don't care about us. You understand? So we have to start caring about ourselves. So from that, I just started a natural lip line, and um, it's been growing and thriving. I do more than just lipsticks now. I, you know, everything natural. Um, eyeliner, um, exfoliators. Uh, I'm going to be going into eyeshadow. Uh, I partnered with my sister here, Nicole. She, she don't, don't, you know, she does domestic violence, which is her heart and her passion. But she also has a natural uh, body care line. And as a result of that, because I'm never the type that I, I want to get to the top by myself. I always want my sisters to go with me. So in that, we came together and we collabed and we created, you know, a a concept called Perfect 10, which is a handmade box. We have our natural products in this box. And then we don't only just want ourselves in that. We invite other black-owned businesses to be a part of this box. It's like a pop-up shop, if you will, in a box. 
Um, and this is also a way to help other black owned uh, businesses get exposure as well. As you will know, Miss uh, Bizzle Reed. Um, so we, 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 we are, it's about collective bargaining, collective, you know, working together. Like, like we, we have to get back to that. You know, we have to get back to that. We lost it, but we are, we, we, we're waking up. We're waking up, <laughs> you know, we're waking up and we're getting back to uh, trying to keep the money within our community because as um, we learned that the, the, the black dollar lasts how long within the black community? A couple of hours. A couple of hours, that's sad. Only a couple of hours before it leaves the black, you know, community. So we have to get back to supporting each other and building our wealth, you know, because they, they don't want us to know who we are, but we, we, we know who we are. You know, we know who we are, and we're getting back to being the kings and queens that we so that we are. <laughs> Listen, what what man meant for evil, God meant for good. You know, so everybody could be like, ah, what's that? <laughs> you know, so um, so yeah, that that's what I'm about, helping my sisters. You know, come up with me. I'm not stepping on nobody's back to get to the top. I want to pull people up with me, and that's what I do. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I ain't going to sing. Mm. I want to say thank y'all for coming. <laughs> but before we go, tell us about Perfect 10 real quick. 